Welcome to the Exceptional Business Podcast, hosted by Nicondra Moran. Join me in this podcast as I discuss all the highs and lows of entrepreneurship, how that intertwines with life and our own personal journey to success and freedom. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Exceptional Business Podcast. Happy New Year, everyone. Hope you all had a great holiday. I know that I did. It was so great hanging out with my family and my kids and them being out of school. And it was just a well-needed break for me and the ETS team for us to just take pause and rest. And I feel like during that time, I always set my goals, my intentions for this upcoming year. So I really took a lot of time during this break to really do that, kind of solidify our marketing for this upcoming year, as well as the workshops for the House of CEO, upcoming podcast episodes. And so, yeah, my holiday was great. Hope you all had a great holiday. So today's podcast episode is going to be things to think about and do in quarter one in your business. So either things to think about and or things to do in your business in quarter one. So I think it's great for me to start doing quarterly type podcast episodes so you can have specific items of things that are happening, whether it's in the news or just like upcoming due dates that you need to be aware of. So if you are someone that is always kind of worried about missing a due date, you can watch my podcast make sure that you follow it because I will be having a quarter two update, a quarter three update, and then of course a quarter four update. So here we are in quarter one and some due dates that you need to think about for this, even this month is uh, we have a lot going on. So first and foremost, we have quarter four estimated tax payment that's due this month. So January 15th is the due date for quarter four estimated tax payment. So of course, the IRS says that if you expect to owe $1,000 or more when you get ready to file your tax return, that you are liable to be making quarterly estimated tax payments. So if you are self-employed, you may already know if you need to make quarterly estimates, especially if you are a repeatable person, taxpayer that owes every time you file, even that is an indicator. And especially if your business income hasn't changed, you're still self-employed, you may even be making more than what you made the previous year. These are all indicators that you need to be making quarterly estimated tax payments. Again, as a quick recap, the IRS considers taxes a pay-as-you-go system. So just like when you are working and getting a W-2 and you are an employee, every time you get paid, they take a little bit out of federal taxes, state taxes, Social Security, Medicare. But when you are self-employed, it just does not work like that. You are getting all of your money in your pocket. So you are responsible for paying these by way of quarterly estimated tax payments. And really, it lessens the burden on you because who wants to file and have a large balance? And that can create a lot of triggering issues, especially if you have money mindset issues. It may even prevent you or like you may not even want to file your tax return because you are scared that you're going to owe. 
So, you know, knowledge is power. So even this year, if you are not able to make quarterly estimated tax payments, how can you shift your budget to be able to do that? How can you make arrangements for you to make quarterly estimated tax payments this year? I have a calculator on the House of CEO website. I will drop it in the show notes. If you need a quick calculator to calculate estimated tax payments for this upcoming quarter four, but it also has quarter one, quarter two, and quarter three as well. And of course, quarterly estimates vary. This is just a quick way that you can make a good faith estimate, but it's not going to be a completely 100% accurate estimate because of course, again, It's all based on your filing status, how much income you've brought in as a whole, like all of those factors determine how much your quarterly estimate should be. January is the kickoff to tax season. So we onboard our tax clients this month and the portal will be open so that you can start to upload your tax documents And the IRS starts accepting electronic tax returns this month as well, usually towards the end of the month. So yeah, tax season begins. So that's another upcoming date is the fact that it is time for you to prepare your tax return. I always say there are two tax seasons. You have this actual tax season (laughs) and then you have the tax planning season, which happens the entire year. So it's something that you plan for during the year to kind of help you either prevent yourself from owing, planning around what your balance is, what your balance is going to be, and then also creating any kind of strategy. So we kind of had tax planning season all throughout the year. And then now we are in the actual tax filing season where it is time for you to report everything that has occurred from last year. So tax season begins. Another date for this month for quarter one is W-2s go out by the end of the month. So if you are an employer, you send your employees W-2s by January 31st. And if you are using a payroll software like If you are using a payroll software like Gusto, ADP, QuickBooks Payroll, they will automatically send W-2s or issue W-2s to your employers, which makes it really easy. But if you're working with someone that may manually process payroll for you, like some accounting firms may do this, then they also issue these as well. But just keep in mind that January 31st is when you should have your W-2 sent to your employees. Also, this same date is when 1099 contractor forms are due to your contractors. So this is also a hot topic, especially because a lot of us do not have employees. We have contractors that are working in your business. So if you are paying a contractor $600 or more in your business for services, then you may have to issue them a 1099. A 1099 is basically just a information tax return used to report certain payments made to certain individuals and businesses to the IRS. So keep in mind that to send someone a 1099 
you should have at least paid them at least $600 and you paid them via cash check or ACH. So if you paid them via cash, via check, ACH, like Venmo, Zelle, then they do need to be issued a 1099 versus if you paid them via PayPal, if you paid them via Stripe, if you paid them via, you know, some type of uh, credit card, then you are not liable to send them a 1099. The merchant is responsible for issuing them a 1099. So just keep that in mind. Even though you may have a contractor that you paid at least $600, think about how you paid them. Did you pay them by cash, check, or ACH? If you paid them by credit card, PayPal, Stripe, then you do not have to issue them a 1099. But an exception for PayPal would be like PayPal friends and family. So, you know, if you're sending payments through PayPal friends and family, that's just like sending it via like ACH, right? So you would need to issue a 1099 to them for that reason. But I have a 1099 assistant that I'm going to drop in the show notes that you can use to find out if you need to file 1099. So I'll have a few resources in the show notes for you all. The quarterly estimated calculator and the 1099 assistant to find out if you need to file 1099s. So this can be a guide that you can use to determine if you need to send any contractors that you're working with a 1099 for your business. And you can do these yourself, or you can contract with some type of accountant to do it for you as well. You just need to make sure that you capture a W-9 from your contractor, make sure that they complete it because it will have all the information that you would put on the 1099, such as how they are going to receive their 1099. Will it be in their name? Will it be in their business name? And then it'll have their EIN number or social security number, whichever one that they use. And then you gather the amount that you paid them for the entire year. And that is what you will use to file your 1099. And then you will electronically file that to the IRS. And then your contractor will have a copy that they will use to file with their tax return. A common question that I get is, what if I did not receive a 1099 and I'm supposed to receive one? Ultimately, you are responsible for reporting your income to the IRS. So even if you don't get a 1099 from the person or business that you contracted with, that should not stop you or deter you from being able to file your tax return because ultimately you should have record keeping of how much that business paid you. And ultimately you can still file your tax return. The red flag really comes into play is if you underreport your income. So if you end up, you know, getting 1099s electronically submitted to the IRS, but you do not file the total amount of what your income was or reported to the IRS, then that can create an issue because the IRS could ask you or reach out to you about potentially underreporting your income. But ultimately, if you do not get a 1099, you should still just report all the income that you've received for the year and also include that income 
even if you did not get a 1099, you are required to report all income on your tax return. So those due dates are all in January. And then we have in quarter one, we have partnerships and S-corporation due dates due in March. And then in April, of course, we have 1040 and C corporation due dates. So these are just due dates that are ahead, but these are your tax due dates. S corporations, especially, especially if you are a new S corp, just please remember that your S corp tax return is due a month earlier than the traditional April due date. So if you are used to always filing your tax return in April and then you elect to become an S corp, please remember that your tax due date is now earlier. Your tax due date is in March for your S-corporation tax return. Your S-corp is a flow-through entity, which means it just flows through to your personal income tax return, but you still file that S-corp form 1120S, and that due date is March 15th. And then Generally, you either file both during that time, but just please remember that your S-corporation tax due date is due in March and not April so that you remember. Another thing to think about for this quarter is this is a very good time for you to get organized and to self-assess what went wrong last year and how can you better implement better practices for the finances side to your business whether if you don't have bookkeeping to put bookkeeping in place, maybe a budget in place, maybe using something like profit first in your business. This is a good time for you to get organized because we're at the beginning of the year and you can create a good habit that can help you have a better tax season next year, as well as just to make you more aware of what your numbers are so that if you do need help from an accountant, there's clear data because a lot of times what I see is it's hard to help business owners if you are not clear on what your numbers are. So if you don't have clear data on how much you have received for the year, what your expenses are, it's hard to tax plan around that, you all. And I mean, we are magicians, but there's only so <laughs> so much that we can do. So just having that clarity on your numbers and bringing that part of your organization to an accountant or a tax professional will just make it so much easier so that you're able to get a lot of more accurate information. Because we do tax projections all the time in our business model, and your tax projections are only as accurate as your income and your expenses. So if you don't have a bookkeeper and you're tracking all of this on your own, your tax projections are only as accurate as the information that you provide. So it's very important that you are also being organized to make sure that you're being organized so that you can have a lot more clarity on your numbers for the purposes of tax planning and for quarterly estimated tax payments. Another final thing to think about for this quarter is the BOI. So you've probably seen this in the news. You may have even seen it on like social media, but there is the beneficial ownership information reporting that went into effect January 1st of this year for business entities. So just to give you a brief synopsis on this, but I will also drop our blog post in the show notes that will give you more 
information about the beneficial ownership information that can also help you determine if you are a reporting company where you need to file this report. But I can tell you that a lot of entities will need to file this. So just be aware of this. But the Corporate Transparency Act established federal information reporting requirements for certain types of corporations, limited liability companies, and other entities created in or registered to do business in the United States. These reporting requirements go into effect January 1st, 2024 and affect existing business entities. So in my blog post, it'll have, are your reporting requirement? What are the requirements to file the report? When is the due date? And really what you need to know is the beneficial ownership information report is the due date depends on when your company was created. So if your company was created or registered to do business, you all before January 1st, then your report is due by January 1st, 2025. So basically at the beginning of this year, if your business was already created or registered, then your initial BOI report is due by January 1st, 2025. Now, if there are any new businesses that are created and registered on or after January 1st of this year, but before January 1st, 2025, then the initial BOI report is due within 90 days of the entity's formation. And then the last one is reporting companies created or registered on or after January 1st, 2025, the initial BOI report is due within 30 days of the entity's formation. So for a lot of you all that may be listening, you have already created or registered your business prior to this year. So your initial BOI report would be due by January 1st, 2025. These reports are not a reoccurring requirement. It is just an initial report, but any businesses reporting companies, you will need to file updated reports within 30 calendar days if there are any changes to information about the entity or like if you add owners, change owners, those are all different updates that you would have to also file as well. And then lastly, failure to submit a beneficial ownership information report may lead to fines of up to $500 per day for ongoing violations, in addition to criminal consequences, which may include imprisonment for up to two years and or a fine of up to $10,000. So this is serious. And if you are a reporting company, which most S corporations, limited liability companies are. And again, you can look at my blog post that will give you more information about this. You need to make sure that you get this filed by the upcoming due date. There were a lot of people that were really concerned because they thought that <laughs> they heard that $10,000 and they thought like it was due like immediately. But if your business is already existing, you will have until January 1st, of next year, 2025, to be able to file this. Now, we are not filing it directly, but we have partnered with a filing provider that can get these filed for our clients as a separate engagement. So if you are interested in ETS doing a beneficial ownership information report with you, just contact us and we will tell you more about what that engagement will look like. 
But that's pretty much all of the updates that I have for you for this quarter one, the upcoming due dates, making sure that you send 1099s to your contractors, the estimated tax payments. This is a good time for you to get organized and maybe set proper financial foundations in your business, such as bookkeeping, record keeping, maybe profit first or some type of budget. And then, of course, just being aware of the new business reporting requirements, the BOI. All right. So thank you so much for listening to the podcast episode. And I will see you in the next one. For all your bookkeeping, tax, business consulting, and coaching needs, check out our website, www.exceptionaltaxservices.com. We have resources and done-for-you services that can assist you in your entrepreneurial journey.